sit a spell and learn a spell with Madame Pamita and Magic and the Law of Attraction, Episode 60. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of Magic and the Law of Attraction, how to make your bath time magical. Splish splash, I was taking a bath. Well, a magical bath, if you must know. Well, did you know that the baths and showers that we take now, we take for granted as just a way to clean our body, have been considered a modality for spiritual healing, cleansing, and magic since ancient times. For thousands, if not tens of thousands of years, humans have seen washing and cleansing, not just as a way to remove physical dirt and dust, but also as a way to spiritually refresh oneself. If you are needing a magical tune-up, a bath may be just the ticket. And in this episode, I'll teach you some time-tested ways to spiritually cleanse and empower using the power of water, and I'll show you some of my favorite bath spells. We'll discuss how to make ritual bathing a regular part of your magical practice to clear away negativity and bring blessings into your life. Before we dive in, however, I want to tell you that you can hold the secret to successful and beautiful candle spells right in your hands. Yep, I've written a best-selling book called The Book of Candle Magic, Candle Spell Secrets to Change Your Life. And if you don't have a copy yet, you don't know what you're missing out on. This is not a recipe book, but a book that teaches you the hows and whys of candle magic so that you can create custom candle spells for yourself and feel confident casting them. Featuring authentic candle magic that anyone can do, even you, my joyous book encourages you to dance in the moonlight and rekindle your spark of magic with a little wick, wax, and flame. Whether you are new to candle spells or have years of experience, you'll feel me guiding you every step of the way as you perform spells and gain confidence to create your own. The Book of Candle Magic empowers you to manifest more happiness, love, prosperity, and fulfillment. You'll learn to make candles from scratch, do candle readings, start your personal grimoire, and add some pizzazz to your rituals and so much more. The Book of Candle Magic has over 1,200 reviews on Amazon. I know it blows my mind. And has earned a five-star rating and has consistently been in the top 100 bestsellers on Amazon's Magic Studies charts. So if you don't have a copy, what are you waiting for? Get it at your favorite bookseller or you can get a personalized signed copy at parlorofwonders.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out my other books, Baba Yaga's Book of Witchcraft, Slavic Magic from the Witch of the Woods, and Madame Pamita's Magical Tarot, Using the Cards to Make Your Dreams Come True. All right, so let's dive in. Let's dive in. 
to our bath discussion. So first, before we, I mean, if we're going to talk about baths, we really have to first talk about the element of water. The element of water in many traditions and certainly in magical traditions is seen as symbolic of spirituality. I mean, we see that when we see things like holy wells and holy water. It's also a symbol of psychic awareness. We can use water for scrying, for example, which is to look into the water to receive messages. Um, Water is also associated with emotions. Water can be charged with emotion. We even know this from the work of Dr. Emoto, uh, a wonderful scientist who looked at water crystals when different emotions were sent to that water and that water was looked at through a microscope, the crystalline formations of that water were different in if we sent emotions of positivity, love, uh, thank you, or something like that was said to the water, the crystals would be beautiful and symmetrical. If we said something negative, like I hate you, or we had an angry emotion, the uh, crystals would be distorted. So water is very intimately connected to emotion and can hold emotion and hold energy. Water is also really, of course, used so much for cleansing and purification. We see that in so many aspects and it makes sense, right? We cleanse our body, physical body with water. Of course, we can do cleansing and purification of a spiritual nature with water as well. Water is life, right? Without water, we there is no life on earth. This is what the beginning of life was, was there had to be water and we need water to survive. We can perhaps go many weeks without eating, but we cannot go longer than 72 hours or, you know, that's about it without any water. Well, without water, we will die. So water is so essential to life. And of course, so beautiful in our spiritual practices. There are many, many sacred traditions with water. If we look at religions and really established religions all over the world, water is a part of every religion. We see it in things like baptism or which is, you know, shows up in Christianity and some other religions, a mikvah, which is a Jewish uh, ritual to cleanse by going into water. Um, what rivers and water also plays an important role in the Hindu faith. Uh, there are sacred rivers that people bathe in to cleanse themselves, for example. So water, of course, is seen as a tool of purification, but it also is seen as as, uh, other things, like we said before, water is about psychic awareness. And in Norse mythology, Odin gazed into the pool of water, scrying to discover the meaning of the runes. Or um, Siddhartha, he listened to the flow of the river water. And through that listening and that meditation, he realized the cosmic secrets of the universe. There's also Shinto rites of water purification, one called Misogi. And Misogi was a practice of purification where devotees would stand under a waterfall while chanting prayers. You also know that this goes back so long. I mean, the beginning of written history, we see references to baths. You know, of course, if you know anything about um, European history, you might know about the ancient Romans, and they had very special, very elaborate baths, Egyptians as well, to both um, physically and spiritually and emotionally refresh, renew, and cleanse themselves. So what this all tells us is that 
water is universally sacred. And the concept of water and purification goes back to ancient times, and we can be pretty confident that it goes back to prehistoric times as well. So how do we view baths in a magical practice or witchcraft practice? Well, first of all, we see baths in our magical practice as working with the element of water to cleanse and recharge. It's about, uh, you know, renewing, refreshing, cleansing and removing negativity and bringing in what is wanted. It's an opportunity to refresh ourselves and renew ourselves. It can also be seen as a place that we can perform meditations or visualizations. Um, we can see working with water as an opportunity to really literally immerse ourselves in our magic. If you, you know, you think about the modality of going into a bath and your body being covered by this water that you've infused with intentions, we are really immersing ourselves in our magic. Such a beautiful thing. Now, if we're going to build a spiritual bath of some kind, we have different components that we can bring in. The basic of component, of course, is water. Without a water, you can't really have a bath. I guess it wouldn't be called a bath if it didn't have water. But water can be part of our bath or our cleansing ritual in different ways. Of course, we can have it as a tub bath. That can be one way. But start to think outside of the box in terms of your cleansing rituals with water. I mean, you can do, of course, you could do a cleansing ritual in the shower. You might be doing a cleansing ritual in a hot tub or a pool or in a natural body of water like a lake or an ocean or a river. Um, you can even do cleansing rituals in the rain and having the rain fall on you can be another way to do a water cleanse. Or you can do what's called aspurging or spritzing yourself or splashing yourself with water is another way to do that. So start to think of different ways that you can think of, of doing a cleansing bath besides immersing yourself in a tub. But if you're doing a bath in a bathtub, you have some additional options that you might not have for some of these other methods. First of all, you can add ingredients to your water. In a bath, it's very easy to add ingredients. The first one that comes to mind, of course, is salt. Salt purifies and protects, and you can find different kinds of salt that reflect different energies that you can add to your bath water and it will dissolve in the bath water and add that energy. The first one that I love so much is sea salt. Sea salt is salt that comes obviously from the ocean. And so when we add that to our bath, we're not only purifying what we're bringing in some special minerals that they have in that the ocean has. And on a magical level, we're bringing the energy and the power of the sea and all of the spirits of the ocean and all of the, you know, magic and majesty of the ocean. I just love bringing that into my bath water, you know, my little tub. Um, Pink Himalayan salt is another one. And when we bring that color pink in, of course, we're bringing in healing for the heart, friendship connections, romance, uh, family love, and so on, healing the heart. I mean, that all can be done with a pink salt. We have red lava salt. Red lava salt is um, for uh, motivation, action, passion, uh, like sensuality. We can bring that into our bath to bring a little energy of that. Uh, black lava salt can be added to the bath. Um, that can be about 
really getting rid of something that we do not want or providing strong levels of protection. I like that for like those real emergencies where you really need to have strong protection or you really need to clean out something that's hard. Black lava salt is wonderful for that. We've also got kosher salt. If you want salt that's been blessed by a rabbi, you can add kosher salt to your bath. And lastly, um, we have Epsom salt. Epsom salt is highly protective, beautiful salt, and it is not a salt like we we put on our food. It's kind of edible, but if you if you eat it, it will definitely clear you out. So I don't recommend um, taking that magnesium um, salt without uh, knowing what you're doing for sure. But Epsom salt in the bath will not cause a problem. And it definitely has this quality that it interacts with our body to um, relax sore muscles and do that. And it's very protective magically. Now, after you add salt to a bath, you can add some other things. For example, you could add oil. You could add a bath oil, but you can also add a spiritual oil. If you think about like the spiritual oils we have at the Parlor of Wonders, you can add those to your bath and have a beautiful bath that brings the energy of those of essential oils and herbs and crystals and so on that are in those spiritual oils. And also you can add essential oils to your bath as well beautiful way to add some aromatherapy and also bring that energy of the plant that you're bringing in. Speaking of plants, yes, we want herbs and flowers in our bath. That's a wonderful thing to add to your bath. So before you add an herb to your bath, you want to do your research to make sure it's safe. Some herbs are not safe for certain health conditions. So knowing your body as you do and knowing the health conditions, you want to make sure that the herb is safe for you to use. Do your research before you add it, check it and see, and then if it's safe, add it to your bath. You can add loose fresh herbs or flowers or loose dried herbs or flowers. Just know that when you add those that you're going to have to clean them out of the bath afterwards. Some people like to do like a little um, tea leaf reading about the herbs after they drain the water, but that's um, a beautiful way to do that. And it looks beautiful when there's petals floating on the top of your water and so on. Now, you can also add the energy of herbs by adding essential oils. We talked about oils before, but essential oils are the true essences of the um, the essences of the plant. And so we can add those essential oils and get the benefit of the herb or the flower when we do that. Um, you can add bath sachets. They exist out there. They're like big, giant sachet tea bags that you can uh, throw into your bath. And uh, the herbs will stay in those sachet bags. They won't go into your water, but you'll still get the benefit of the herbs in the water. And speaking of sachets, you can add herbal tea sachets to your bath. And you can either do, you can do one or two things. You can either brew the herbal tea and then add that water to your bath, or you can add that sachet directly to your bath. Another thing you can add to a bath are crystals. Just making sure that if you add crystals to your bath, you take them all out before you drain the water. You don't want a rock going down into your plumbing and making a clog, but you can put crystals along the edges or in the water. Beautiful way to work as well. Make sure your crystals are safe. You don't want to add any crystals that have any uh, leach, any toxic chemicals. So you can do that research on your crystals to make sure they're safe to add to your water. Another thing that you can add to a bath that you build yourself is color. Color magic is, you know, wonderful and lovely. I love working with color and magic. You work with it in candles. I work with it in colors that I wear and so on. So if you want to add color, there's a couple of um, methods you can do. Um, I looked up online. I was looking for one thing and I also found these other things that there are these kid 
bath drops that you can add. They're usually like a little tablet that you add to the water for your kids so that they have fun in the bath, but they change the color of the water and why not you use them? I mean, it's like a fun thing to do and it adds color to your water and can definitely add the energy of that color to your spell or to the intention you have for your bath. Bath bombs also do that. So if you have a bath bomb that's a certain color, it often change the color of the water and that can do that as well. There's also a company called Knipe. It's K-N-E-I-P-P. They make colored herbal bath oils for adults and they're very luxurious, very natural, very high level and beautiful. And they add that little tint of color um, to your bath so you can have some color magic. Um, you can also, you know, talking about all these things that you can add to your bath, if you are like, great, I want to do this, but I don't want to have to think about it. You can buy prepared bath crystals like the ones we sell at the Parlor of Wonders that have salts, they have essential oils, they have herbs, and they have a touch of color, and they're all aligned with a certain intention. You just look at the name and it will, and the description, and it will tell you what it's used for, and you can add that to your bath, and it makes it very easy. You don't have to think about anything. You don't have to make a recipe. You don't have to make a formula. It's all ready to go. Now, if you're like, Madam Pamita, I don't have a bath, I just have a shower, don't worry. You can, all of these things that we've talked about with a bath, you can do in the shower. In a shower, however, you will create your bath formula and then put it in a plastic or a metal jug or bowl or basin or bucket, and then bring it in, make sure it's warm when you do that, and pour it over yourself while you're in the shower and it has the same effect as a bath. Now, there's a ritual that goes along with spiritual bathing, and I think it's important to have a basic ritual so that you know what you're doing. Um, it's a simple one, doesn't really require much, but it, it is very helpful to be thinking about this a little bit differently than you would think about taking a normal shower or a normal bath. The first thing and the most important thing is to go in with a reflective mindset. You're going in to do spiritual work. So get in that mindset. You're not going in, don't take your phone or a book or, you know, your glass of wine or whatever into the bath. You're going in with a different mindset. And that is specifically to do this spell work. So get that focused energy before you go into your bath or your shower. I think there's a wonderful option that I'd like to throw in here. If you're doing that bath ritual, you might want to light a candle or put on some meditative music or do something or burn some incense in your bathroom, something else to enhance the experience, to take it out of ordinary reality and bring it into your spiritual work, your ritual um, space and your ritual mindset and ritual energy. All right. So you've got your reflective mindset. You've done your little extras like light a candle or incense or put on meditative music. Now it's time to make your bath. So you make your bath, you add your prepared bath crystals or you, you know, throw some salt in and some herbs in or however you want to do it. Then once the bath is ready to go, get into the bath. When you get into the bath, now you're going to get into that ritual space. Speak your prayer or intention or affirmation or visualize what it is that you want or chant or sing what it is that you want. Anything that's going to get you into that state is going to be very helpful. Then when you've been in there for a while, you've done your chanting, you've done your ritual, you're ready, you're ready to get out, get out of the water and either air dry yourself or dry yourself off with a clean towel. 
The reason there's a little ritual element of that. When you have a towel that you've used before, you're bringing that old energy back. So having a fresh, clean towel you can dry yourself off with or letting yourself air dry will mean a fresh, clean start for you. Now, at that point, once you've done that, you can optionally apply a spiritual oil to reinforce what it is that you want to bring in. And then after you've done that, dress yourself in clean clothes or clean night clothes. You want to, again, you don't want to bring back the old energy of the jeans you wore earlier in the day or the day before. Put on some clean clothes so that you really have that very, very clean, fresh start and you let the water drain go down the drain and release all of that negativity. I love thinking about the idea of visualizing that water going down the drain and taking away all of the gunk from the day that I have not wanted and want to get rid of and really giving me that fresh start. It's a beautiful way to visualize that after you're done. Now, in a minute, I'm going to tell you a few of my favorite bath spell recipes. But before I do that, I want to share a little something that we offer here at the Parlor of Wonders. Each month, I hold a workshop on the first Sunday of the month. The series is called the First Sundays Witchcraft Workshops, and it takes place on the first Sunday of every month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. These two-hour Zoom workshops offer deep knowledge and a chance to develop your magical skills. Plus, you get an opportunity to ask questions and connect with me about some amazing topics. We have some great ones coming up. In April, we'll be looking at Saromancy, the secrets of candle wax reading. In May, we'll be looking at Capnomancy and Pyromancy, the secrets of candle smoke and flame reading. In June, we'll be looking at summer solstice magic, pagan and folk magic traditions around the world that you can incorporate into your own practice. Uh, July, we'll be doing moon magic and working with the moon to transform your magic and so on. We've got a wonderful, wonderful lineup for the rest of the year. So if you'd like to know more about this, um, go check them out and you can register for these classes now by going to witchcraftworkshops.com or going to parlorofwonders.com, look under learn and look under workshops. All right, so here are a couple of my favorite bath spells. There's a couple books that I'm going to recommend here as well that have a lot more spells in them and a lot more formulas in them that you will want to check out if you're a fan of bath spells. First book I'm going to recommend is Water Magic by Mary Murren. It's spelled, her last name is spelled M-U-R-Y-N, Mary Murren. And her book is called Water Magic. This book has been out since the 90s. It's a wonderful book, lots of beautiful recipes and really wonderful ways and innovative ways. So she has what I swear upon is my favorite, favorite um, bath for psychic healing. She calls it the psychic healing bath, which makes sense. But it's really for detaching from any negativity, detaching from um, uh, psychic vampires, negative energy, things that people have laid on you. And it is the simplest bath. In her recipe, she says, just add one cup of apple cider vinegar to your water, go into the bath and soak in it for 20 minutes. And then when you're finished soaking, put on a robe or put on some clothes and go outside barefoot if you can even if it's just for a few seconds. I know in wintertime that doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but go outside just for a few seconds and put your feet on earth. And imagine the negativity flowing out through your feet and into the earth where mother earth will transform that energy. Once you've done that, go 
Don't go to sleep right away. Come back inside and do at least an hour of an, a replenishing activity. It could be reading, listening to music, meditating, sitting with a cup of tea. Anything that's going to replenish you is going to be beautiful. And then if it's nighttime, you can go to sleep after that. It's a beautiful, beautiful bath spell. And that's from Water Magic by Mary Moran. Another book that I recommend is a book called Hoodoo Spiritual Baths by Aura LaForest. And in that book, she has a uh, recipe for a financial uncrossing bath. Um, this bath, In this bath, you combine fresh or dried pine needles, basil, and sage in your bath. This combination will uncross and cleanse away any financial poverty and negativity and draw in money abundantly and help you to spend it wisely. So it's a nice little formula for doing this money spell in your bath to get rid of any negativity associated with your finances. Lastly, I'm going to leave you a recipe that I created for a calming and healing bath. So in this bath, you're going to need uh, sea salt and Epsom salt, some lavender essential oil, and you're going to make a cup of lemongrass tea. And if you would like, you can add some honey to that tea. Now, lavender is used in spells to bring peaceful and harmonious love, to calm tempestuous emotions and to heal the heart. So if you're doing any emotional work, which is water and a bath is so good for this. This is really, really great for that. Sea salt cleanses, Epsom salt protects, and lemongrass removes any negativity and brings positive emotion. And honey is for sweeter feelings. So get into your bath, prepare your bath with the sea salt, Epsom salt, and lavender essential oil. And bring your cup of lemongrass tea, hot or cold, either way, whatever works for you. Go into the bath and then visualize um, healing the heart of any trauma or hurt. And then if you can't really get into that place of doing a visualization, then what I recommend is that you um, listen to, for example, a meditation. I have a heart healing guided meditation that I have on the Parlor of Wonders website under digital downloads. If you go to shop and digital downloads, you'll find it that. And that's a beautiful, beautiful meditation to do with this bath. While you're listening to that meditation or doing your own visualization in your head, drink the hot or cool tea with honey. And if you like, you can add some of that tea and honey to your bath water as well. Visualize all of that negativity leaving you and your heart being healed and whole. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful bath to do. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you'd like to get even more info about baths and spells and water magic, then check out the Learn page over at the Parlor of Wonders, where you will find a ton of free resources, including workshops, blog posts and articles, how-to guides, how-to videos, past podcast episodes, and the way to join me live over Zoom for the Magic Q&A Tea Party, which takes place every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. Just go to parlorofwonders.com, click on the learn tab, and you'll see all the goodies over there. I want to say thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends. You guys are awesome. And thank you to the fabulous folks who've left reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I also want to say thanks to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. Thank you to Manfred Hofer for announcing, and thank you to you for joining me. I'm looking forward to next episode when we'll be answering the question, what are personal concerns? Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. 